Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 528 for April 6 through 12, 2020. This week features a Libra full moon and its aspects make it even more about relationships than usual, and I go deep on its Sabian symbol. We also have a new Grand Trine that supports easy relating and communication, a volatile Mars-Uranus square, and lots of bonus aspects that are not in my written forecast. This is also the first weekly broadcast that I'm totally simultaneously recording as an audio podcast and a video. Totally was an error, as I'll just mention here. <laughs> just like the early days of television, I'm going to do this straight through and correct any mistakes as I go. No editing afterward. Hopefully, what it lacks in polish it will make up for an energy, sort of a live-in-the-studio vibe. So, thanks so much for joining me. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from thisweekinastrology.com. You can read this forecast online and see my chart graphics for things like lunations and aspect patterns by going to astroshaman.com, click blog on the menu bar, then choose the astrology forecasts category. And please rate this wherever you're getting it, whether it's a video or a podcast, so that others like you can find it. What's old as we come into this week? We've got a waxing moon. So let's begin on Monday, April 6th. Easy relating and communication are supported by a grand trine that begins today on April 6th, peaks on the 14th, and ends on the 26th. This harmonious aspect pattern includes Venus, Mars, Juno, and Vesta. This grand trine works individually and collectively. On the personal level, it can add more ease and flow to all your relationships, including committed partnerships. It can also boost your creativity, including creative collaboration with others. The collective flavor of this aspect pattern is suggested by Vesta. This asteroid goddess represents a higher cause that serves the greater good. This is a hopeful point of light in the coronavirus pandemic, since it opens the door to clear communication and creative collaboration between everyone who's dealing with it and who isn't. On Tuesday, April 7th, uh, one of these aspects that is not in the written forecast, we got Mercury doing a couple of things today. We have Mercury sextile Pluto. That's Mercury 25 Pisces and Pluto 25 Capricorn. We also have Mercury sextile Jupiter. That's Mercury 25 Pisces and Jupiter 25 Capricorn. Awfully close together because afterward, because after all, just a few days ago, Jupiter and Pluto were conjunct. So I think the overall vibe here is we've got Mercury potently energized by these two slower planets, Mercury's communication. So wow, what a fantastic opportunity to learn, take in information, to uh, share information out into the world. Mercury, of course, is often associated with speech and written communication, but it's also video or any other way you want to communicate out to the world or to others in any way. Uh, let's also note that Mercury's in Pisces which is a very intuitive sign. So Mercury in Pisces encourages you to not just hang out in your left brain rationally and logically, but to open up to that intuitive flow that can give you uh, the most valuable source of information there is, which is the download from your own higher self. So those are some ways you can work with Mercury, Sextile, Pluto, and Jupiter. Then we've got a full moon here on Tuesday, April 7th. This is our big event of the week. April's full moon shines forth at 10.35 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, the moon's at 18 degrees, 43 minutes Libra. Any Libra full moon is great for release or adjustment in the areas of relationship and creativity. 
When Libra is mentioned, most people first think of relationships. This theme is also emphasized by two aspects, the moon's conjunction to Juno, who was also in Libra, and a moon-venus sesquare, that's a 135 degree aspect. Juno is retrograde, inviting reflection on your committed partnerships. These could be romantic or platonic, business or personal, as long as the two of you have some kind of a bond that keeps you connected. It's said that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. If you don't want to be more like one of your committed partners, is there some release or adjustment it would serve your highest good to make? The Moon and Venus connect with a 135 degree sesquare, a minor hard aspect. This can stir up some challenge in any relationship. Are you two not seeing eye to eye despite your best efforts? This can be especially intense during the coronavirus if you're like in a house with someone and you're basically there 24-7 for the most part. Uh, any challenges in a relationship can get even stronger, as has certainly been the case with my partner, Makisla, and me. We've been triggering each other more than usual since this uh, stay-at-home order came in. Uh, fortunately, we're both conscious enough to work through it and get to the other side. So uh, I'm, I'm now riffing. This is not in the written forecast. I'm just spontaneous here. So having a good shadow work tool would be really helpful. In fact, this is, I'm going to go back to the written forecast here. Uh, to help the interaction between the two of you, try the four-part nonviolent communication process. I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, just in a nutshell, how that works is you would uh, each go through a four-step process while the other just listens. First, the, the acronym is OFNR, O-F-N-R. O is observation, what would a video camera would have seen and heard. F, what are my feelings? And what are my needs? R, what's my request of you? And if you both go through that, and then kind of brainstorm together, then you can get a fabulous outcome. Now, that's it in a nutshell, but please learn more if you want to learn more about that amazing relationship process. It's, it's like endorsed by the Dalai Lama and the United Nations. It's really extraordinary. But then there's the matter of internally processing your challenging emotions, which is essential for healthy relationships. Um, any good shadow work tool will do, but I certainly recommend my healing invocation, which I've been giving out for like nine years. It's worked for literally thousands of people, and it lets your higher self actually take care of the healing that needs to happen within you, and you just kind of note the challenging sensation and let the divine work through it for you. If it sounds too good to be true, I invite you to give it a try. And now I've got a link to, again, the, the four-part process and the healing invocation in the show notes here, which I'll reference at the end. Also, a tight Moon-Neptune quincunx invites adjustments to empower your spiritual awakening and inspired creativity, as well as your ability to operate in flow state more consistently. To quickly and easily jumpstart your spiritual awareness, try my free embodied awakening invocation. That's where you basically just say eight words to your higher self. You say maximum embodied awakening that serves highest good, please. Rest in passive breathing, and very quickly it can come right in and give you a massive... Uh, leap up in your consciousness. It's pretty easy and works really well. And again, more on that in the link in the show notes. Finally, the luminaries make loose squares to Pluto, Jupiter, and Pallas Athena. Pallas invites you to engage in win-win diplomacy, negotiations, or politics. Regarding Jupiter and Pluto, I just wrote an in-depth interpretation of their April 4th conjunction. That was just two days ago as I record this. And rather than trying to summarize it, I mean, it was nearly 3,000 words. I invite you to uh, read it on my site. Again, I link to it from the show notes. This full moon Sabian symbol is a gang of robbers in hiding. 
in hiding has obvious relevance right now since most of the world is hiding from the coronavirus in their homes. But collectively, we're also hiding on a much deeper and more important level. More on this in a moment. If we're also robbers, then what have we stolen? Let's consider this full moon's primary theme, relationships, on a global level. For indigenous cultures, their relationship with the earth is supremely important. They don't take more than they need, and they never take without giving back. This is why most indigenous cultures have lived sustainably for thousands of years with minimal impact on the natural world. Now, compare this to our current society. We're conditioned to be competitive and hoard as much as we can for ourselves. Our short-sighted lust for money and power has led us to the brink of environmental cataclysm. In large part, this is because we've treated our planet like a resource to be exploited rather than a sentient being we should relate to with reverence and respect. Mainstream society is trying to solve this ecological problem with technology, but Albert Einstein wisely said the following, technological progress is like an axe in the hands of a pathological criminal. Einstein said this during World War I in response to the creation of the most lethal weapons yet known to mankind, at least in our recorded history. But if you were an alien just arrived on Earth, wouldn't it seem as if mankind had declared war on its own planet? What kind of relationship do we have with the Earth when we exploit and pollute it so relentlessly? I'll confine my evidence to one brief paragraph from the Wikipedia page on extinction. Quote, According to the 2019 Global Assessment Report on Biodiversity and Ecosystem Resources by IPBES, which is an international organization that looks at that stuff. The biomass of wild mammals has fallen by 82%. Natural ecosystems have lost about half their area and a million species are at risk of extinction, all largely as a result of human actions. 25% of plant and animal species are threatened with extinction. Wow. When our collective actions make us responsible for extinction on this scale, It certainly qualifies us as robbers. We're stealing life on a horrific scale. But it goes even deeper. Collectively, we're turned into robbers because of a more fundamental theft, the awareness of our divinity. To be fair, we stole this from ourselves. As souls preparing for human incarnation, most of us chose to have our human incarnation forget its true divine nature. Otherwise, The soul could not have the human experience it needs for its evolution. But here you are, receiving this content now. Is it time for you to regain conscious awareness of your divinity? This is not only allowed, but encouraged. Is it time for you to take back the spiritual awareness you robbed from yourself? I have been privileged to work with thousands of clients who are awake or awakening. The more awake they are, the more respectful they are of other beings, including our Mother Earth, whose consciousness is far more vast and magnificent than any humans. I mean, think of it, a planetary consciousness compared to a single human being? Whoa. When this fundamental robbery is remediated, when our human selves take back their divine awareness, we can get a big aha. There is no other. Everything is us. We realize that we are God, just like everything else. God loves variety and entertains itself by pretending to be different things and different people. And it never tires of that thrilling moment when a part of itself, 
which believed itself to be separate, awakens from its amnesia when it remembers its oneness with all that is. So, we've explored two robberies here. First, humanity's robbery of the Earth's resources and vitality. Second, our self-perpetrated robbery of our divine consciousness from our human selves. We're in hiding in the near term from the coronavirus. On a larger scale, we're hiding from the consequences of our planetary abuse. More importantly, many of us are still in hiding from the awareness of our true selves, magnificent divine beings who dwell in harmony, flow, ease, and grace. As I said in my April 4th interpretation of the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, I link to this in the show notes, the coronavirus has given us an extraordinary catalyst for a widespread global awakening. It's time for a new, more wonderful Earth. I love how this Sabian symbol, a gang of robbers in hiding, reinforces the theme. Earth is a free will zone and you can do as you please. But if you feel resonance with my words, I encourage you to cultivate your own embodied awakening or deepen the one you already have. Not only will this help you stay peaceful in the midst of our global challenge, it will make it much easier for you to receive clearer intuitive guidance. If ever there was a time when we needed the infallible guidance of our own divine selves, it is now. We humans bear collective responsibility for all this theft. Isn't it time that we finally come out of hiding and start giving back to make things right? All right, so that's the full moon forecast. Next, sometimes, and this is the same day, sometimes the most volatile situations can create the biggest breakthroughs. That's certainly the case with today's Mars-Uranus square. Mars, 6 Aquarius, Uranus, 6 Taurus, and again, this is happening here on April 7th. First off, be careful. A Mars-Uranus hard aspect can be like a powder keg. To avoid a catastrophic explosion, do not act rashly. Avoid catalysts in situations where violence could suddenly erupt and make sure sexual energy is not impulsively misused. Now, some people are cooped up with others who might be so inclined, so do whatever you can to keep yourself safe. I've already heard about um, domestic violence increasing as a result of the housebound people under the coronavirus um, you know, regulations that are happening. So be cautious as much as you can, please. Of course, such intense power can also have positive expressions. Taking immediate action on your intuitive flashes would be an outstanding way to use this square. Be creative and experimental with your sexuality and stay open to intuitive flashes that relate to your roles as a leader, warrior, pioneer, or entrepreneur. Next, I'm gonna combine two days into one forecast. Uh, on Wednesday, April 8th, and Friday, April 10th, we've got two different aspects involving Chiron, Mars and Venus, both sextile Chiron. Uh, the first one is Mars sextile Chiron, that's Mars six Aquarius, Chiron six Aries, and then we have Venus sextile Chiron, Venus six Gemini, and Chiron still at six Aries. So put those two together, Mars and Venus combining their energies. Uh, when Mars and Venus combine, it's either, I like to say it's either creative or procreative. <laughs> so a lot of creative energy, a lot of um, energy in that direction. Now Chiron is the wounded healer. So on the more challenging side, a stimulation of Chiron can bring up old wounds, either from this lifetime or your past lives. 
And again, I've already talked in this forecast about having good shadow work tools, and I mentioned my healing invocation as one of those. Now, the good news here is that Mars and Venus are coming with soft aspects, sextiles. So that means there is energizing toward doing shadow work, and yet it's harmoniously and pretty energetically supported, especially the sextile from Mars, who's very high energy. Venus brings more of a harmonious um, flowing energy. So it's really lovely. So I would say this period, um, April 8th, April 10th, and of course several days either side of that, would be actually really good for shadow work. So that's if you're dealing with challenge within yourself. And of course, if you aren't being triggered, but you just want to clear some old stuff, you can use my healing invocation. I'm sorry, you can use my healing invocation and you can bring the old wounds up voluntarily. Just imagine you remember some old wound that brings you emotional triggering when you think of it, make it as strong and intense as you can in your mind, feel the intensity wherever you feel it, and then call in the healing invocation and you can clear those layers one by one. And amazingly, every layer you clear, opens you to a deeper spiritual awakening because it's all those that all that old wound energy that is blocking your light in the first place. So um, let's say you are on the high side of Chiron and that you are acting as a healer or mentor. It's more positive life affirming expressions. This just energizes all that. Venus wants you to relate. Mars energizes you or encourages you to step out independently with all this. So um, a lot of great ways you can use uh, Chiron being sextiled uh, on one side by Mars and on the other side by Venus on April 8th and 10th. Next up, we have uh, on Tuesday, April 14th, the peaking of the Grand Trine um, that started on the 6th. And so basically it started on the 6th, peaks on the 14th and ends on the 26th. And of course I opened with that, so you already know about that Grand Trine. Also on the 14th, here's another bonus aspect I did not put in the written forecast, a Sun-Pluto square. Sun, 25 Aries, Pluto, 25 Capricorn. Just planetary, um, Sun-square-Pluto can also be a shadow work catalyzer, and it can also be a tremendous energizer. Pluto is wealth and power. Uh, the Sun's in Aries, where it likes to be really proactive and moving out on its own initiative. So. Um, it can really energize whatever stuff you're inspired to do. And um, uh, other ways you can use it, Pluto is also a, a planet that's about sexuality and sacred sexuality too. So enjoying sacred sexuality, the sun's in Aries, uh, an energy that's about just raw sexuality. So put raw sexuality and sacred together in an intense uh, energizing aspect and could be fantastic if you got the right partner. Um, also, uh, again, I think I already talked about the shadow work part, but again, moving out maybe as an entrepreneur, another Aries keyword, to get more wealth and power going. Uh, and let me just brief briefly on wealth and power. Wealth could be money or it could be anything you value, tangible or intangible. Power, you can use power over, which is to dominate and control, or you can go to a higher vibration and say, I want to share power. I want to... Um, access the power within myself, knowing that I don't really need power from others, and invite others to step into their own internal power that everyone has as their birthright. That flow is always available. And maybe the rising tide that I bring can lift all the boats. So it's a more cooperative, um, helpful power for others. So those are some various ways you can use a Sun-Pluto square. One last thing, uh, Pluto is also about death and rebirth. And so if you want to transform yourself in some way, the death of an old pattern, an old self-concept, not necessarily a physical death, of course, um, you know, then what part of me do I want to die? 
so that that weight that's been holding me down and you know causing me challenge can just be gone and I can evolve into the next level of what I'm here to be. So various ways to use that Sun-Pluto square. Then we have one more day, the 15th of April. There's three events here. Uh, I'm gonna throw a couple together because they both involve Mercury. We have Mercury conjoining Chiron. By the way, conjoin is the same as conjunct. That means right on top of. So Mercury and Chiron are both at seven Aries. And then Mercury is quintile Jupiter. And pardon me while I yawn. <sighs> like I said, live unedited. <laughs> I'm not bored, it's just a yawn. Mercury quintile Jupiter, that's Mercury 8 Aries, Jupiter 26 Capricorn. So the Mercury Chiron really brings back mostly that Chiron interpretation I gave you a moment ago. It can put your mind in tune with um, shadow work and you know working on old wounds. It can focus you on being the healer and the mentor more. And Mercury quintile Jupiter, this is really good for communication. These are the two communication planets. Mercury is associated with teaching more just like just raw facts, K through 12, that kind of fundamental kind of information. But Jupiter is higher. It's like college and up. And it's like, I don't just want the facts. I want to know what it means. Jupiter, um, to use a newspaper analogy, remember newspapers? Uh, Mercury would be like just the, the page where all the reportage is, just here, who, what, where, when. And Jupiter is the editorial page where they tell you what the heck it means. So connected with a quintile, which is like a magical uh, fairy dust kind of aspect. It's great for creativity. It's great for um, divine inspiration. Just any writing you want to do, any communicating you want to do, learning you want to do, it's just magical today. Um, uh, and on the days around April 15th. And because your taxes now are due three months later, it doesn't have to be taxing. Ha, ha, ha. Finally, um, April 15th, we've got the Sun square Jupiter, and the Sun is still in Aries, and this is um, strongly energizing. Jupiter just is big. It's the biggest gas giant in our solar system, if you don't count the Sun. And we, we astrologers are weird the way we use the term planet. Uh, planet literally means wanderer. So from our perspective, if we see it moving in the sky, we can call it a planet. Um, of course, they do discriminate between stars, which take 72 years to move one degree. We don't call those planets, but if it moves at a decent clip, then it's a planet for us, a sun, moon, and the normal astronomical planets. So, um, sorry to go off on that tangent. This is very interesting how I'm changing as I do this live and unedited. Um, sun square Jupiter, uh, big energy. Um, again, we wasn't long before that that we had the sun square Pluto just the day before, and now it's squaring Jupiter. Of course, they were just conjunct, so close together, having a joint effect. So just big, expansive energy, good for athletics, um, good for just basically whatever you want to juice up. Sun square Jupiter is good for it. Um, if you want to be particular, the sun and Aries, Aries keywords that you might want to focus into if appropriate, the warrior, the pioneer, the entrepreneur, the sexual being, just the one who gets out and does it. Um, initiating things is great. So all that's juicy under the Sun-Jupiter square. And um, you might even be interested in moving into Jupiterian themes. Jupiter, as the biggest gas giant in the solar system, has the broadest variety of meanings, too. Um, so Jupiter could be everything from the professor, the philosopher, the guru, to the foreign traveler, to the one who's celebrating and having a big, you know, hoopla, great time. Uh, Jupiter's higher education, 
Um, there's a lot of meanings associated with this planet. So any of those that uh, are exciting for you around April 15th, the days either side, you know, you could just move more into that stuff. So that is the forecast. Again, lots of bonus aspects there. The ones I was obviously riffing on instead of reading off the screen, those were the ones that are not in the written forecast. Let me give you an announcement or two. Everyone is welcome to participate in most of my Awakening Plus calls for free. That's a uh, online membership I have for spiritual support. Here are April's online events. They all happen on Mondays at 8 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. On April 13th, we've got an event for group healing, immunity boosting, and awakening. Very appropriate for our coronavirus time. April 20th, we're going to do individual healings. And April 27th, we're going to have guest presenter Jen Worthen, who's going to do some very cool stuff, probably involving recorded music with her voiceover narration. She has a special way she does this that's very potent. Uh, so we use Zoom for our live calls. See the link in the show notes for details. Awakening Plus features three live streaming events each month at least, and most are open to everyone, whether you're a member or not for free. The archive of over 220 transformative events, as well as accountability partners and the forum, are available to Awakening Plus members, and it's very, very affordable. Learn more at awakeningplus.com. Thank you for being here. Once again, I'm Benjamin Bernstein with astroshaman.com. I can serve you with astrology readings, shamanic healing, awakening activation, astrological event timing, and one-of-a-kind life coaching. All my one-on-one -on -one services are equally effective in person or long distance, not doing any in person at the moment for obvious reasons. And during this pandemic, I have dropped my rates significantly because so many people are experiencing financial hardship. So it's never been more affordable to work with me for a long time. I also offer an unbeatable price on SolarFire, the number one astrology software for Windows. And as I mentioned, I run the Awakening Plus online membership for spiritual support. You can learn all about all this and more at astroshaman.com. That's A-S-T-R-O-S-H-A-M as in mother, A-N as in nancy.com. Learn all about this and more in the show notes. To see them, go to astroshaman.com slash 528. Again, that's astroshaman.com slash 528. Please reach out if you have any questions. My email is info at astroshaman.com. My number for voice and text is 828-338-9852. Again, that's 828-338-9852. And I would love to connect with you. We are wrapping up this episode. Please rate this wherever you're getting it, whether it's a podcast or a video, so that others like you can find it. This Week in Astrology is honored to be chosen as one of the Internet's top 10 astrology podcasts. Check out our website where you can hear the show and subscribe to podcast updates. You can also do a single sign-up for two great opportunities, chances to win a free consultation, and have your chart interpreted on the show. Go to thisweekinastrology.com. From there, you'll be redirected to the This Week in Astrology area of astroshaman.com. Whatever your sun sign, my forecast can help you make the best use of the current astrological energies. All dates and times are in the U.S. Eastern Time Zone. Events are most powerful on the dates listed, but their influence will be active for at least a week before and after. Everyone's affected by these global transits. However, you'll be most powerfully impacted when moving planets activate sensitive points in your natal chart. Discover how these transits will personally affect you by booking a session with me. Learn more about my Astrology Plus sessions. Go to 
astroshaman.com, services, pull it down. You'll see Astrology Plus as the first option on the pull down. Thanks again for spending this time with me. Stay safe, stay healthy. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way.